Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And um, welcome to Power and Glory Morning Intercession. Uh, we are True Life Ministry under the leadership of our pastor, Elder Gregory Hughes. And uh, we just want to give glory for, for to God this morning for allowing us to uh, get up and be, be alive and alert and on the move. Uh, we thank you for being with us today. Uh, anytime you need to send a prayer request, by all means, do so. Um, you can send it uh, to us via Facebook, um, and that's True Life Ministries INC. Or you can feel free to um, send it by way of our email. Um, visit our webpage at uh, True Life Ministries INC dot org. That's True Life. Ministries, I-N-C, dot O-R-G. And uh, you can get all of our information. You can even get information on what we're doing. Uh, we're about to uh, have our uh, family and friends day, and we're going to fellowship in the park, and we definitely invite you to come out with us. You know, you have a chance, if you haven't met us, um, you, you'll get a chance to meet us. You'll meet our pastors as well as all of uh, um, our, our, our family. So that's what we are. Uh, we are family. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, it is just a blessing to be up, alive, and alert on this morning. So, again, we welcome you to Power and Glory Morning Intercession. Um, stop by True Life Industry. Two um, uh, locations. Uh, one is in Canton, Georgia, and the other is in East Point, Georgia. So stop by and visit us, you know. Um, we can pray for you in-house. And you can also let us know um, what it is that you want us to stand in the gap for. Amen. And with all of that, good morning, Dr. Erickson. <laughs> good morning, Elder. Literally, good morning. How are you doing today? I am. Well, how are you? Know, you? I, I'm great. As you know, I'm I'm kind of away right now, but it opens up so many opportunities to meditate on what God really is asking us for in these days. Uh, it gives you a little break in your, what we call your normal busyness, but to be able to focus on him. And so with that said, today's message has absolutely everything to do with him. We're going to talk about relationship with Christ, the necessity of it. And um, so with that said, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Naomi's Word. We're here to bring to you, our listeners, words of knowledge that will inspire and encourage, motivate, and to help guide you in all wisdom and in all truth. As we know here at Naomi's Word, God will provide in word and in deed. The intent and mission of our sessions is to give further understanding about how God operates. We learn just how he speaks to his people as he relates to them his plans for their lives. Because he is God and the God of purpose, know that as he reveals his plans to us, he is also revealing himself. He is God, and we are operating in the timing that he created for this earth, for us, his creation. God is infinite. We are not. He doesn't need time to do his will. We do. We require the element of time in order for our lives and purposes to be processed. Because of his love for you and for me, he also sent to us 
the believer, the Holy Spirit. He is available to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He is ready to take us to the places that God has already planned and prepared for us to go. We just have to be ready. Jeremiah 29:11 says, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. It is in your now time that he reveals himself to you, the believer, and the plans that he has for you. What he has placed in our hearts and minds, we are to use as stepping stones toward the predestined, preordained path that he has chosen for us. He then tells and reminds us in his word that we are to apply our now faith and to believe what he has said to us concerning his plans for our lives. It is in this process that we must continue to walk as we faith our way to his purpose for our lives. Never forget that life is a process toward our living. Once again, life, it is a process, and your participation is required in your own life. Just show up. After all, we know that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He showed up for you, and he showed up for me. Amen. As you prepare to hear today's message, as a reminder, always and daily put on the most offensive weapons of choice available to the believer. The whole armor of God, it is found in Ephesians six ten through 18. Also, consider these scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That's Proverbs 3, 5. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called. That's Romans 8, 27 to 29. As you study to show yourself approved, speak and meditate on these and any other scriptures that come to heart and to your remembrance as often as you need to. Never Again, never forget, life it is a process. And as we go forward, know and understand that we are not alone in our doings as believers in the body of Christ. Know that God is for us and with us always. He said that he would never leave nor forsake us. Amen. With that said, let's begin. The title is a continued title, God Wants Your Focus Back on Him. The topic is, I Must Pursue a Personal Relationship with Christ. The scriptures are 1 John 4, 7 through 11. It defines the fact that God is love. Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. For God is love. He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of his nature. By this, the love of God was displayed in us, in that God has sent his one and only begotten son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, that is, the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placating his wrath. 
Beloved, if God so loved us in this incredible way, we also ought to love one another, and that is the truth. Our focus today, um, here is a quote, and this quote happens to be from um, Dr. Miles Monroe, and it says, it's regarding purpose, you must decide if you are going to rob the world or bless it with the rich, valuable, potent, untapped resources locked away within you. I'll read that again. You must decide if you are going to rob the world or bless it with the rich, valuable, potent, untapped resources locked away within you. Amen? We are still, again, under the subject, the title, God Wants Our Focus Back on Him. In each session of your life, God desires to show you, you. He desires to reveal his plans concerning you to you. Today, he wants you to check your relationship with him. Not those in the world, but your relationship with him. He has a message to you and for you in each spiritual season. He desires that you have the clarity that you need concerning your destiny and journey. Remember, everything about you is a process and of timing. A question to you is, are you listening so that when he does speak to you, you can hear him, identify, and know that it is his voice? God, he not only wants to bring his people and their lives and journeys back into order, he wants to place us in the divine positions he has been calling us into to do the work. Understanding what your purpose is will give you the ability to continue to press forward in your life. We are called and chosen to be fully prepared and fully equipped to do the works effectively for the ministries that he has called us into. In order to conduct his business on his behalf, we need his divine direction and guidance to possess the courage to become. As his creation, you have got to show up as the real, authentic you. Once again, God wants to use you and to show you you. He wants to see his glory come out of you. No one else can do or be you. Only you have your assignment. Learn to be you. Discover what it is that he is trying to tell you. Listen to and for his voice. Hebrews three fourteen through 16 says, For we believers have become partakers of Christ, sharing in all that the Messiah has for us. If only we hold firm our newborn confidence, which originally led us to him until the end. While it is said today, while there is still opportunity, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart, as when they provoked me in the rebellion in the desert of Meribah. He is letting you know in advance to expect him to speak to you. In fact, God is speaking right now. Are you listening? Remember, Jesus is coming back soon, and those who endure unto the end shall be saved. So, let's be ready from the inside out. Today's message is about God's divine plan for his called, the chosen, and the faithful children as children that are his. As a believer, you must know for sure that your position, what your position is in Christ. You must know what God has for you regarding your purpose. It is essential that you know that. This message will prepare you as the Holy Spirit directs, leads, and guides you forward to and into your purpose, call, and destiny. 
He promised us rest in him. Resting in him is a part of trusting God and in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Keep in mind to always pursue relationship with him. Get his wisdom and acquire his understanding. Our greatest rest in him, once again, is when you are pursuing a deeper relationship with Christ. Let's define the answer to the question of what does it mean to have a personal relationship with God? Having a personal relationship with God begins the moment we realize our need for him. We are sinners and in faith receive Jesus Christ as Savior. God, our Heavenly Father, has always desired to be close to us, to have a relationship with us. Before Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, both he and Eve knew God on an intimate, personal level. They walked with him in the garden, and they talked directly to him. Due to the sin of man, we became separated and disconnected from God. What many people do not know, realize, or care about is that Jesus gave us the most amazing gift, the opportunity to spend eternity with God if we trust in him. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And as we understand that many people do not know, realize, or care about, what many people do not know, realize, or care about is that Jesus gave us the most, again, amazing gift. Again, it's the opportunity to spend eternity with God if we trust in him. Now, we have to understand that God became a human being in the person of Jesus Christ to take on our sin, be killed, and then raised to life again, providing his victory over sin, proving his victory over sin and death. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If we accept this gift, we have become acceptable to God and can have a relationship with him. Having a personal relationship with God means we should include God in our daily lives. We should pray to him, read his word, and meditate on verses in an effort to get to know him better. We should pray for wisdom, which is the most valuable asset we could ever have. We should take our request to him, asking in Jesus' name. Jesus is the one who loves us enough to give his life for us, and he is the one who bridged the gap between us and God. The Holy Spirit has been given to us as our counselor. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives within you. Jesus said this before he died, and after he died, the Holy Spirit became available to all who earnestly seek to receive him. He is the one who lives in the hearts of believers and never leaves. He counsels us, teaches us truth, and changes our hearts. Without this divine Holy Spirit, we would not have the ability to fight against evil and temptations. But since we do have him, we begin to produce the fruit that comes from allowing the Spirit to control us, the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that's found in the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. 
This personal relationship with God is not as hard to find as we think. There is no mysterious formula for getting it. As soon as we become children of God, we should ask for in order to receive the Holy Spirit, who will begin to work on our hearts. We should pray without ceasing, read the Bible, and join a Bible-believing church. All these things will help us to grow spiritually, trusting in God to get us through each day and believing that he is our sustainer and he is the way to have the relationship and the, and the sustainer is the way to have a relationship with him. Although we may not see changes immediately, we will begin to see them over time and all the truths will become clear. I would like to share several messages with you today to encourage you to continue to pursue the faith of God for his plans, purpose, and the destiny assigned to you. Trust him for his divine direction as you go on your journey in all ways and at all times. If ever there is a relationship that has to be started, cultivated, nurtured, and matured, it is your relationship with Christ. 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 7 says, What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Just servants through whom you believed in Christ, even as the Lord appointed to each his task. I planted, Apollos watered, but God, all of the while, was causing the growth. So neither is the one who plants nor the one who waters anything, but only God who causes the growth. And sometimes it said Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. That's what this is saying. Without the Holy Spirit resident in you, resident in you, you, it cannot take place. He is your conduit to plug into and that plugs you into Christ. The great evangelist Billy Graham says the following about relationship with Christ. One of the Bible's greatest truths is that God not only wants us to believe in him, but he also wants us to have a personal relationship with him. And this can be true for us because God has done everything possible to make it a reality. Let me examine it this way. Suppose you were asked if you believed in a certain famous uh, in a certain famous person that exists a personal relationship with us and um, that exists a celebrity, for example, or noted sports figure. You would say yes because you see the evidence for their existence all the time. But if you were asked if you actually knew them personally, and had a personal relationship with them, you probably have to answer no. You have never met them, nor do you talk with them or spend time with them. The same is true with God. We can believe that he exists, and we should because he has given us all the evidence we need to believe in him, but we also can come to know him personally. And when we do, we know he is with us all the time. We talk to him in prayer and listen to him speaking to us through his word in the Bible. How can you know God personally? Only one thing keeps us from him, and that is our sins. But Christ came to erase our sins by his death on the cross, and as we open our hearts to him, he comes to live within us. By faith, ask Christ to take away your sins and come into your life today, and he will. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Amen. I found another uh, um, portion I would like to share, 
It has to do with finding my identity in Christ. Because when you found your identity and know that you belong to him, that right there cuts a lot of, of, of negative things that are in your life. It cuts them out to make way for Christ, for the Christ in you to be your hope of glory. Evangelist Joyce Meyer shared a testimony on how and why she came about to enter into a true relationship with Christ. She says with Ephesians 2.10, you are God's masterpiece. The dictionary defines a masterpiece as a person's greatest work of art or a consummate example of skill or excellence. Now, when God's word describes you as his masterpiece, what comes into your mind? Do you accept his assessment or do you think, well, he must be talking about someone else? If he really knew me, he wouldn't think that. Your personal identity, how you see yourself, is often shaped by your early experiences in life. Maybe your parents said things to you as a child that made you doubt your worth. Maybe you were rejected or abused. If so, I can relate to you what you have been through because I experienced every kind of rejection and abuse as I was growing up. I was abused verbally, emotionally, physically, and many by many others, as well as relatives, very often from time to time. And, and I can remember until I finally left home at the age of 18 that the abuse was continuing. I then carried those emotional wounds into my first marriage to a man who also treated me badly and eventually left me. Even when I met and married Dale Meyer, a wonderful, loving man, I didn't know how to give or receive love. I was controlling, manipulative, angry, critical, negative, overbearing, and judgmental. All I had grown up with, I had become. My problems were deep inside me because by the years of abuse, a wrong mindset and a wounded set of emotions, this is what it caused. I felt I was in Christ alone. Now I was born again during those years. I loved Jesus. I believed my sins were forgiven, and then I would go to heaven when I died. But I had no victory, no peace, no joy in my life. I felt condemned all the time. The only time I didn't hate myself was when I was working towards some personal goal I thought would provide me a sense of self-worth. I was worn out, burned out, frustrated, and miserable. I had made the frustrating, tragic mistake of trying to find the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in things and in other people. I didn't realize the kingdom of God was within me, within us. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Colossians 1.27, my joy and my identity had to be found in Christ alone. And um, as we're going forward with that, the word says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But I had not yet taken hold of the new creation reality. I was living out of my own mind, will, and emotions, which were all damaged. Jesus had paid the price for my total deliverance, but I had no idea how to receive his gracious gift. Then I had a light bulb moment. 
One day as I was reading the Bible, I noticed this statement in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. It says that we, it says, for we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy fervor. Thus we walk, not by sight or appearance. The Holy Spirit stopped me and asked, what do you believe, Joyce, about your relationship with God? So I challenge you to say, what do you believe? I'll just put my name there, Annette, about your relationship with God. Do you believe he loves you? As I honestly began to search my heart and to study his word on the subject, I concluded he did love me, but conditionally. But the Bible teaches that God loves us perfectly and unconditionally. His perfect love is not based on our perfection or anything except himself. He always loves us, but often we don't receive his love because of guilt about our wrong behavior. We are supposed to be conscious and aware of God's love and put faith in it. But I was unconscious and unaware of God's love. Therefore, I was not putting faith in his love for me. What a breakthrough. That was the beginning of my emotional healing. It has been a process, but today I can honestly say I am healed and content. I know in my heart that God loves me. I love him, and I also love myself. Saturate your mind with the truth of God's word. It's filled with reminders of his unconditional love for you. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that nothing can separate you from his love. Don't let the enemy steal your identity. You are God's masterpiece. Believe it. It is so amazing to know that God is always with us, giving us his grace for everything we need to do in life. Trust God's unconditional love for you today. Do what you can do and give him everything else. And when you find yourself getting frustrated or feeling overwhelmed, like you just can't do it anymore, remember to stop. Get your focus back on him. Enter into his rest. After all, you're at this point in relationship with him. Enter into his rest again, once again, and remember to trust your relationship with him. It is the will of God to open our minds to his truth. He wants us to remain faithful to him after our calling so that we can be his chosen, his elect. Sure, life in this world is not easy, but there is hope. Let's be about the business of being called the chosen and faithful. As Paul had voiced, what is required of stewards is that they be found faithful. A steward is just a servant. He doesn't run the household. The master does. His only responsibility is to do what the master tells him. What God requires of you is not success, but faithfulness in what he has assigned you to do. Ask yourself, what has Jesus called you to do? We aren't responsible to save the world, but you are responsible to follow Christ in your situation. You are responsible for the relationship when you pursue it, and then God will take over the rest. For a servant, success in life is identifying what God has called you to and being completely faithful to it. Understand this. The good news of the gospel is that God is restoring our broken lives. 
through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In an effort to not only be restored personally, God wants to use us effectively in the restoration of the broken lives of others. It is always imperative that we pursue to learn and know what God's plans and will is for our life. We must understand what God is doing as he is helping us to get understanding. As you pursue a deeper relationship with Christ, never forget who your divine helper is. Of course, it is the Holy Spirit of God. Have you ever thought about your life without the Holy Spirit? Ask yourself these questions. What do we need to know about God? We need to know that God loves us and wants us to have a personal relationship with him. What did God do for us? God has provided a solution for our lost relationship. Remember, it was lost as a result of the sins of Adam. Jesus Christ came to do what we could not do for ourselves. So what do we need to do? We must each personally pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ Trust and trust Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Each day that we are here brings about new opportunities for the believer to understand who he or she is in him, what you possess in him, and because of your relationship with him. He desires that you allow him to manifest himself into and through you. Only you can do and be you. You must desire in your heart to do and be in his perfect will for your life. As a chosen vessel, you are unique, whole, and complete, but only in him. Let's face it, you are the man in your own mirror. You must know for yourself as you continue to press forward towards something new that his word says that he is about to show you, give to you, manifest a new thing into your life. It's not new to the Holy Spirit. It is only new to your revealed memory. Remember, a desire to change begins with the need to change. The Holy Spirit is the change agent of your reality, and he is waiting on you. Understand that it takes courage to be who God called you to be. He called for you to be different, to act different, and to make a difference. By choosing Christ and and, um, committing to walk, talk, and live your life as a Christian, it requires special courage. Do you believe that you were sent here to this earth to make a difference? Then you must reimagine your possibilities. Each believer possesses his own package, gifts to offer this world. Do you know that what yours are? As we, as it is understood, you must remember that the starting point for dealing with one's own issues in life after we have confessed our sins is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Ask to be filled full of the Holy Spirit and then strive to establish a true relationship with him. You must choose to walk as one with a heart of thanksgiving and with an attitude of gratitude. When you willfully choose to accept change and correction in your life, you're also choosing to go, to grow, and to flow. In other words, to keep it moving and moving forward. Understand that making no decision is still making a decision, and you're accountable for that choice. You must choose to change. You must choose to grow. I personally have chosen to change. Therefore, I have chosen to grow while yet becoming. I suggest that you choose wisely. As you go forward into your new day, remember that this is your time. Be grateful to God for the generous deposits that he has made in and for your life. Pray often. Let gratitude and humility be your banner. 
Let thanksgiving be your words of praise. Know for yourself that Jesus is enough for you. When you show up on his behalf, he will show up and show out for and through you. Trust in him and watch him do you good. Pursue opportunities to be an encouragement and an inspiration to others that are around you and in your presence. Also, don't forget to encourage yourself. Be authentic. Give great value to the people that God has placed in your life. He put them there to help you to become. As a believer in the body of Christ, you must know for yourself that Jesus is the answer and never the question. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Naomi's Word. Have a happy, thankful Thursday, everyone. Give someone a kind word, a hug, or a smile today. Do some random act of kindness just because you can and just because you know that Jesus loves you, cares for you, and provides for you unconditionally. He dumped the garbage of our sins into the sea of forgetfulness and replaced it with his gift of love, joy, and peace through the Holy Spirit. Walk in it. Because of the sacrifice that he made for you and for me, God, he is the greatest gift giver of all, and you must know for yourself that he is. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always the same yesterday and today and forevermore. I know in my heart and in my mind that Jesus is enough for me. How about you? Won't he do it? Know that you are loved and that you are awesome. Jesus loves you and so do I. You have a fantastic day and a fabulous week in him. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Um, uh, that was an awesome, encouraging word. And uh, I want to just say to you this morning, is love God, love yourself, and then maybe, um, well, I'll say this, love God, love yourself, and then you're able to love other people. Um, love God, love yourself, and then you're able to love others. Uh, because God definitely has me in that place of brotherly love. And and that, that goes um that goes for uh love the positive, love the negative. Um, you may not love everything. Um but we're commanded to love, and that means to love in spite of. Um, amen. And that 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 I tell you, today, um, that's that's really something to focus on. There's so many things that are out there to cause us to stumble, to cause us to fall away, to cause us to miss the mark. But um, the thing is to focus on the word. And to allow yourself to be encouraged by others in God, um, and and take it take it all in stride, you know, um, take it take it all in stride, take it all in stride. Encourage somebody else to do that as well. I always say that at the end, you know, dominate your day, but encourage somebody else to do the same. Do the same. Take it all in stride and to focus on God and his word. Inspire them, just like Dr. Arrington gets up to inspire us, and she shares that word to inspire us. Inspire somebody else to love God, love themselves, and then they're able to love others. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to be up and able this morning. God, we thank you for another day. Uh, no matter where we are, if the sun has already come up or if it's just waiting in limbo, God, we thank you for uh, the light that you've given. And on the sun itself, we thank you for the moon, God. We thank you for the light that is Jesus Christ. God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for everything that you've done since the beginning of time, oh, God. All of it was, was, was for our betterment. All of it was for the love of us, oh, God. All of it was so that we'd be here, God, for you just to worship your name, just to say, you know, God, you are great, you are awesome. You are amazing. How did you do all this, God? You just spoke it and made it so, and you're wonderful just like that, God. We thank you that even you speak over our lives, oh, God. You speak into it, and the word does say, and I know I've said it before, that just because you speak, hey, the earth starts to shake, oh, God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. And then when you speak, hallelujah, just once more, oh, God, hallelujah, and not only does the earth shake, but heaven does also. God, you shake the earth so that those things in our lives, oh, God, hallelujah, that can be shaken, can be shaken, shaken right on out. God, we thank you that just because you speak over our lives, oh, God, hallelujah, it does that just so that there is room, oh, God, that when you speak the second time, heaven shakes, oh, God, and then it replaces, oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And when you speak, God, and heaven shakes, it fills the void, oh, God. Wherever there is void, there are those things that were shaken out. Hallelujah. And, and, and God, we thank you that the things that fall into place, oh, God, the things that fill the empty spaces, oh, God, the gap, hallelujah, they mailed with those things that remained, oh, God, according to your word. We thank you for the things that remain, oh, God. We thank you for the people that remain, God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for that feeling, oh, God, in every place of our lives. God, some of us, you feel with the ability to love ourselves, oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. You filled us with the ability, oh, God. Hallelujah, to see the light of things a brighter side of things, God. We thank you that you feel, oh, God, an empty space, oh, God. Thank you in the name of Jesus for feeling. Hallelujah. God, the word says you are the repairer of the breach, God, and we take that and we, we apply it to us and whatever the breach is. But, God, we thank you that sometimes, oh, God, hallelujah, that thing only involves the individual, oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. That thing, oh, God, that thing. God, you, you repair the breach, oh, God, of, of, of low self-esteem. You remove it, oh, God, and you fill it with you. And you teach each and every one, oh, God, how to love themselves, oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus, how to see a brighter side of themselves, how not to judge themselves, so harshly, oh God. Hallelujah. How how to forgive themselves, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. How to love themselves. We thank you for it, God. That sometimes that is the breach. The unforgiveness of self for whatever reason. So God, we thank you right now for those, oh God, who are in place. 
and they're at a place where they don't forgive themselves. We thank you, oh God, that you began to do a great work for them, like you've done for so many, oh God. Let them know that it's never too late. It's never too late to love yourself. It's never too late, oh God, to stop habits. It's never too late, oh God, to just reach out to you. It's never too late. It's never too late until you're no longer living and breathing and moving and having your being. It is never too late as long as you're in this earth. Hallelujah. Above ground, it's never too late. And you, oh God, are not like man, oh God. You are forgiving, and you'll take them right on back to yourself, oh God. We thank you now for it in the name of Jesus. Whatever causes self-hate, oh God, a self-loathing, oh God, a non-appreciation of self. We thank you that you reverse it, oh God, that you turn all of that around and you wipe that slate clean, oh God, and remove all of that which is sent, oh God, to to, to bog them down, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. To entangle them, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Cause them to be unable to move forward. It anchors them, God, in that place that they are in. So, God, I thank you that you be with them. In that place, if they're, excuse me, oh God, hallelujah, if they're sitting in jails, oh God, we thank you right now that you're right there with them, oh God. If they're out, God, with no place to go, God, we thank you that you're right there with them, oh God. Hallelujah, whatever place they are in, if they're sitting in a place, oh God, and they're in an abusive situation, God, we thank you that you're right there with them, oh God, and you'll give them a strategy. Hallelujah, Jesus. As soon as they open their mind and open their ears, open their heart, hallelujah, so that they can receive what it is that you have. You can teach them, oh God, you can show them that there is a better way. You can teach them, God, you can show them that there is a way out. In the name of Jesus. It's not that we judge, oh God. Hallelujah, God, I even pray for those, oh God, who do sit in that place where they judge others and every, everything that they do and everything that that someone may say. God, we thank you right now, oh God, that you would begin to even minister to them, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus, there is only one time to judge. And, oh God, that will be at the rapture, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And the elders that are chosen, oh God, will Judge, hallelujah, God, but those are by your choice. It is not our place in the earth, oh God, to judge those, oh God, who don't know the way. It's not our place in the earth, oh God, to judge those, oh God, hallelujah, God, who don't measure up to a standard that we set. It's not in our place, oh God, to judge, oh God, but it is in our place, oh God, to lift them up. It is in our place, oh God, to love them anyway, wherever they are. We may not love what they say. We may not love what they do. We may not love how they act. Oh, God, we may not love their choices. We may not love any of that, oh, God, but we are commanded to love one another. Hallelujah, that is that agape love, that unconditional love in the name of Jesus. Your word, oh, God, is faithful. Your word, oh, God, is true. And we are commanded to love one another, oh, God. Hallelujah, just like we love you. Oh, God, how we bless your name. We bless your name, oh, God, because you are faithful to us, oh, Lord. You are faithful to us, oh God. You are faithful to us, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let brotherly love continue, oh God. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. That brotherly love continue, oh God. Hallelujah, that, that Philadelphia, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Let our walk be as such. Help us, God, because we're in the last days. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're in the last days, and the word of God says that the love of man will wax cold. God don't let us fall in that place where we're cold-hearted. God don't let us fall in that place where we are loveless. Don't let us become that loveless church that is mentioned in Revelation, oh God. Hallelujah, we do great things. Oh, yeah, God. But then in the end, because we we, we are the loveless, hallelujah, Jesus, we have to return to you, which is our first love, and returning to you and being and you, oh God, we are able to even love ourselves. We are able even to love one another. Oh God, no matter how hard, hallelujah, Jesus, that people can try to make it for us to be able to love them. God, you enable us to be able to do it anyway just because of you. Hallelujah, Jesus, 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 Jesus. It is a Hallelujah, Jesus. It is, it is, it is, oh God. Brotherly, oh God. Hallelujah, love. Let brotherly love continue in the name of Jesus. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us operate in that which is that agape love. The love that gives, hallelujah, it is completely unselfish with no taking involved. Oh, hallelujah. It is completely unselfish with no taking involved. That is the highest form of love, hallelujah, which is all the other virtues, oh, God, in Second Peter. Hallelujah, God, let us focus on that. Hallelujah, God, let us meditate on that. Hallelujah, Second Peter, first chapter, oh, God, let us meditate on that, oh, God. Let us meditate on that. Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, 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 let us do it. Let us be able, oh God, empower us to do it, God. We can only do it if we have the power of you, oh God. Hallelujah, we thank you that you destroy every yoke, every bit of bondage, oh God. Hallelujah, that will cause us to not be able to do it, oh God. I thank you not only that you get involved with us, oh God, internally and externally, but I thank you, God, that you even get in those, oh God, who are around us in the name of Jesus, oh God, and make them high, eh, God, high, what it is that you need them to be in the name of Jesus. They get in them, oh God, get near them, get around them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Whatever it takes, oh God, hallelujah, Jesus, whatever it takes, oh God, for brotherly love to continue, we thank you, God, hallelujah, Jesus, that you would do it and there would be that there will be peace, oh God, hallelujah, that there won't be any storms, oh God, that there won't be, hallelujah, destructive disagreements, God. We thank you that you put it down from the heavenlies, oh God, where the enemy, oh God, is up somewhere warring, oh God, against the angels to keep them from delivering that which you're bringing down to better us, oh God, that you're bringing down to bless us, oh God. We thank you now in the name of Jesus that those little things, oh God, are the same, hallelujah, Hallelujah, that come to just aggravate those little things, oh God, are the 
same that come to agitate those things, oh God, are the same that come to take us off the path, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for opening our eyes and we thank you for opening your ears, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus, to enable us to be able to see, to enable us to be able to hear, to enable us to be able to know what it is that the, the adversary is trying to accomplish, oh God, because it's so gold is to cause us, oh God, to miss the mark just like he did. Hallelujah, Jesus. But you're setting everything in order. Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you that you're setting it in order. Agape. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm going to incorporate this into this prayer. Hey, we are commanded to edify one another. According to Romans 14 and 19, we are commanded to serve God, serve one another. According to Galatians 5 and 13, hallelujah, we are commanded to bear one another's burdens, oh God. According to Galatians 6 and 2, we are commanded, oh God, to submit to one another. According to Ephesians 5 and 21, we're commanded, oh God, to forgive one another. Hey, according to Colossians 3 and 13, we are commanded. Commanded, O oh God, to instruct one another. According to Colossians 3 and 16, we're encouraged, O oh God, hallelujah, and commanded to comfort one another. According to 1 Thessalonians 4 and 18, that we're told, hallelujah, in the word of God, hallelujah, to rebuke one another. According to Titus 1 and 13, hallelujah, that is correction. That is what keeps us in line, God. Your word says, hallelujah, that we are, hallelujah, exhorted, hallelujah. Hallelujah, God, to encourage one another to do good. Encourage one another to do good. Encourage one another to do good according to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Hallelujah, Jesus. We should confess our sins one to another according to James 5 and 16. We are to pray, oh God, hallelujah, we thank you. Hallelujah, that we are to pray for one another. We are commanded through the word, oh God, to pray for one another according to James 5. And 16. We're told, oh God, we're commanded, oh God, hallelujah, to be hospitable, oh God, help us. We're commanded, oh God, to be hospitable to one another. According to 1 Peter 4, 9 and 10, hallelujah, Jesus, we thank you for your word, oh God, because it is through your word, oh God, hallelujah, that we grow. It is through your word, oh God, that we get knowledge and understanding. It is through your word, oh God, hallelujah, Jesus that we're able to do anything, oh, God. And we thank you, oh, God, for Romans 14 and 19. We thank you, oh, God, for Galatians 5 and 13. God, we thank you for Galatians 6 and 2, Ephesians 5 and 21. God, we thank you for Colossians 3 and 13 and Colossians 3 and 16. God, we thank you right now for 1 Thessalonians 4 and 18. God, we thank you for Titus 1 and 13. God, we thank you for your word right now according to Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. God, we thank you for James 5 and 16. James 5 and 16, oh God. James 5 and 16, God, we thank you for 1 Peter 4, 9 and 10. We thank you for your word, oh God, that teaches us, hey God, what agape love is. That we are to focus on it, oh God. That is the thing that's going to keep peace in the name of Jesus. That we are going to learn what peace 
is. We're going to learn how to operate, oh God, in an agape love. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. And I thank you right now, oh God, that even in this season, not only in this moment with us here with True Life Ministries, God, and intercessory prayer on this morning, but God, I thank you, oh God, that you're going to begin to cause others, oh God, even more to be able to focus on agape love because all truths run parallel. So we thank you now, God, that you're speaking the word to us. God, we thank you right now that you're giving us knowledge and instruction. We thank you right now, even that you bring a rebuke through, hey, God, in the name of Jesus to tell us, get right, hallelujah. The old song says, get right, church, and let's go home. There is no way to get to the kingdom, hallelujah. And we're told that in Galatians 5, we cannot get to the kingdom, hallelujah. Jesus operating in certain manner. So thank you, oh God, that not only will you rebuke us in the word and tell us that we can't get to heaven. God, you'll even give us a word that tells us how we can. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you. i say that again, that not only do you give us what we need to know, God, to tell us how we're not going to get there. Hallelujah. We thank you for giving the instruction and the knowledge and understanding of just how we can, oh God. It does us no good, hallelujah, to get to one side. So you are faithful, God. Hallelujah. If you do this, I can't let you in. If you do this, I can't let you Hallelujah. And then you come back around with the love of you, which is the purest form of agape. God, you instruct us on what it is that we need to do. And it is through this strategy that we counter the adversary. It is through this strategy, oh God, that we cut out his strongholds, oh God. We got the will, oh God. It takes us. You're up there doing what it is that you do, oh God. Hallelujah. But we can circumvent you. Hallelujah, by doing certain other things that are not going to get us to the kingdom. Oh, God, but when we focus on the things that you've told us that can help us get there, oh, God, then we get into alignment with you, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you for restoring heart, oh, God. Hallelujah, the pure heart, the loving heart, the kind heart, the gentle heart, God. We thank you for everything, oh God, that you've done to tear down everything that comes to cause the cold and calloused heart, to cause the guard to go up, oh God, to cause the steel protection, oh God, in the name of Jesus, because it is you that protects us, oh God. We thank you that we're able to run into you, oh God, as the righteous. We're able to run into you, oh God, even in our low moments, oh God, even in our mean moments, oh God. Hallelujah. Some people believe that they are mean, but we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that God, you're able, oh God, to show us, no, we're not, because that is not what you created. No, we're not, because that is not how you would have us to be, oh God. Hallelujah. I thank you, oh God, that how you reveal it now in the name of Jesus. We may stand on this side and we may tell them, oh God, that no, you're not. But we thank you, God, that you begin to reveal, no, 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 no. That is not who you are. God, we thank you right now, God, for everything that has tried to come in this season that we are coming out of, that has tried to attach itself to each and every one of your children, oh God, to cause us to stumble away, oh God. 
habits, oh God, that were picked up. We thank you that, God, they get put down. Hallelujah, Jesus, that they get caught. Yes, thank you, God, that they get tossed, oh God, hallelujah, into the fire to be consumed, oh God, because you are consuming fire, which means that we all, one and all, take all of that stuff, oh God, and bring it to you and lay it down, God, and you will consume it. Hallelujah, Jesus, everything that has attached itself that is contrary to the spirit of God. Hallelujah, Jesus, everything that is contrary to the spirit of God, everything that's not us. Hallelujah, God, I thank you that you begin to reveal this is not of you, this is not of me, for you, and this is not who you are. This is not who you are. Hallelujah. And God, enable each and every one of us, oh God, to be able to lay it down so that you can consume it by fire. In the name of Jesus, God, I lift up, I lead it before you, oh God. Guard him in his day. Guard him in his week, oh God. Guard him through the future, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Protect and cover in the name of Jesus. God love him. Hey, like no other, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Protect him, O oh God. Shield and defend. According to your word, shield and defend. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hey, we thank you for a vision now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that even with vision that you make things easier, oh, God, to exact the vision. Oh, God, that you give the the purpose, oh, God, that you gave, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, even for the ministry itself, oh, God, because you've given the man of God charge. And we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. The vision be written, oh God. Hallelujah, whatever it is that you're showing him in this season. We thank you, oh God, that as the vision is written, oh God. Hallelujah. It is made plain. Hallelujah, God. And when he begins to read it, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. According to your word, it says, write the vision and make it plain that they that readeth it may run. Hallelujah. So we thank you that he have high speed, oh God. Hey, yeah, 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 God. Because you make provision, hallelujah, to make it so. So we thank you that you give him high speed, oh God. That when he reads it, hallelujah, himself, oh God, that he's able to run, oh God. Hallelujah. And even while he's running, oh God, he can share that vision, oh God. Hallelujah. And those of us, oh God, that you are connected in the name of Jesus for kingdom's sake, oh God. That those of us that you've connected, oh God, for vision's sake, oh God, that those that you've connected, oh God, for purpose's sake, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that we too, hallelujah, each and every one of us, oh God, can get with the vision, oh God, it's something about hearing it, your word, oh God, is true. Hallelujah, that they that read it may run. Hallelujah, Jesus. So we thank you right now, God, that we'll be able to, hallelujah, and see the vision, that we'll be able, oh God, to read the vision, oh God, that we'll be able, oh God, to get with the vision. Hallelujah, and make it, hey, God, hallelujah, Jesus, to cause it, hallelujah, Jesus, to help it, oh God.
God, come to pass in the name of Jesus, whatever it takes, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you that you provide whatever it takes, oh God, for us all to help. Hallelujah. Make it come to pass because you, oh God, give the vision. Hallelujah. So we thank you now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That he is strengthened, oh God, for the purpose, God. He is strengthened right now for the call, oh God, in the name of Jesus, both naturally and spiritually. We thank you that you've got us surrounded. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you're in this day and every other one. That even as we leave this call, oh God, we're never out of the ark of your safety. We thank you for grace, oh God. We thank you for mercy, oh God. We thank you for favor. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, power belongs to you. Hallelujah, and anything that comes out, hallelujah, in contact with your people, God, we thank you for the dunamis power. Hallelujah, that takes us to a place, oh God. Hallelujah, it shoots us to a place, oh God. Hallelujah, a higher place in you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Plant our feet on higher ground in the name of Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Go forth. This day, this day is already dominated. Days to come. Hallelujah. You've got to believe. They're already dominated. But don't forget to encourage someone else to do the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. This is the day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be blessed.